Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast, where Rip and Jumby, I being Rip, and I being Jumby? Yes, the powerful duo known as Rumby are back into the minds and the world of Junji Ito, bringing you... I don't know what episode was this. <laughs> episode 10? Something. I prefer the pairing name Jip. Jip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, Junji Ito is what we're, what we're talking about today? Yes, it is. Specifically. What episode? From which season? Mm-hmm. Season 1. Episode 10, I believe. And we are talking about... Greece and the bridge. Oh my god, I hated <laughs> watching Greece. Uh, no, not the beloved musical. All right, <laughs> everyone loves that movie, but this episode titled Greece is disgusting. I don't know what I'm gonna do when we have to watch Greece 2. Oh, well, oh, well. undoubtedly. <laughs> We're gonna make a grease too for Junji. <laughs> tell me more. Tell about, me more. Tell me more. Was his pimples like a volcano? There's a rhyme in there with poor. I know that we can <laughs> use pores. Ooh. But we're not that talented, and we're not gonna put that much thought into it. But I know it's there. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. So. Let's start off with Greece since we're already talking about Greece. You hated it. Before. Good. I want to get that out of my head. Did you hate it, hate it, or did you like it, but you never want to see it again? This was less scary to me and more just disgusting. So, yeah, I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I don't think it was a bad idea by any chance, like by any stretch. It was, it was a good idea. It was cool and creative and stuff, and everyone likes that. It was off-putting. It's just because I wasn't afraid and I was just disgusted. It wouldn't be one of the ones that hits me, you know, in that area that I need to be entertained to like like the horror prop. Would you call it has it, to have something to say other than disgusting? Would hmm? you call it body horror? I think so. A lot of it was body horror, and you know that is the genre of horror that's not my favorite. Yeah, like not the first saw because the first saw had a really good premise and like story, but all the other saws aren't my thing. Like I don't, I don't want to see mutilate. That's it's gross. Yeah. You know, I'm not into that. Yeah, I like a story, or scary stories, even better. Hmm. Well, I thought it, I was. Intrigued How do you feel? Mm-hmm. I definitely was intrigued by it. And mm. did you like it better than <laughs> the bridge? No. <laughs> I did not like it better than the the bridge. I did feel for the main character for this one more than I felt for mm-hmm. the main character of Bridge, but um That's true. I don't know why like they set up everything in Bridge really well, but I didn't really connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't I, know why that is. Like I felt for Yui in this mm-hmm. one. But huh, what are you gonna do? 
So obviously, as always, I'm going to not know any of the names and Rip's going to correct me. But Greece picks up with the home life of main character girl whose name is Yui. Come on. Yui. Yui right. That's yeah, I know. Moon. I know. I'm just checking. That's the moon. I'm just F- trying to see <laughs> if you're awake. <laughs> so Yui. Oh, the manga version of this is called Glyceride. Yeah. That's a better name. I like that. Like Greece kind of gets you to the point though. Yeah, but like Glyceride, like that's Greece. <laughs> okay. Glyceride slash Greece picks up with Yui. Or Yue? Yui. Is it Yue or Yui? Because Yue is the princess from Avatar who becomes the moon. <laughs> okay? But Yui, that's something different. It might be Yue. dare quote the ancient text to me. I was there when it was written. <laughs> um, that's almost a... What's it called? What's that franchise called? The one with Aslan and, like, you know, the magic um, wardrobe. The Witch, the Lion, and the Wardrobe. The line Narnia is it Narnia? Yeah, it's Narnia. Oof, completely spaced on that name. Hmm. That was almost a reference to that. Almost. Okay, so Greece kicks off with Yui. She's coming home to her house, and it is disgusting. It is covered with oil, just like wall to wall on everything. There's just a a film of yellow grease everywhere. I don't even know how someone can inhabit that house. Like, I wouldn't go home. Like, you see her turn. Disgusting. You see her turn the knob, and her hand is just filled. Like the doorknob. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the doorknob, and it's just slimy and yellow. Disgusting. Yes. And you could easily theorize this to be because they live. And what is known as a yaki niko, niku, sorry, uh, a barbecue restaurant that her father owns, and it's located at the foot of Mount Fuji. So, very good destination spot, prime real estate for that. Kudos for them. I have been to a lot of restaurants that serve meat products, mm-hmm. and gotta tell you, the requirements for making that food it doesn't include covering every inch of the restaurant <laughs> in oil so he's doing something wrong i don't know what he's doing in there so you know like you fry something up in the frying pan you have to pour a little bit of olive oil mm-hmm. this man breaks out a fireman hose and just sprays everything down <laughs> with olive oil just to be safe so i was my first guess was that because of there's no proper ventilation to his house and he cooks like all day it just the air gets thick with grease and oil that it just, it just baits the house in this open a window yeah it would solve all the problems i mean well but also how how is he vaporizing so much oil he's i don't know well we'll talk about have it. some issues yeah. mm-hmm. um it's to the point where as Yue got grows older, she's able to calculate with her body and sense of feeling the saturation level of the grease in the air. And you'll, you'll hear her just say, 
saturation level as at 50%. Please be careful when operating open flames. Stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds cute, but, <laughs> like, this is how traumatizing it is. That was a line that was like Chekhov's gun to me. Where She said it, so I assumed that this was going to end with her lighting a match or something, and the entire place just lit, like, catches fire because mm. the air is all oil. I wouldn't believe that. That never happened. Once Grease 2 comes out, I think that's the plot. Like, she, <laughs> like, lights it on fire. And then opens her own restaurant, and then the same thing happens, <laughs> but a little worse. Just like Grease too. So yeah, she is living in this house with her father and brother. Her father's a gross, greasy man who runs the restaurant, I guess, by himself, and he cooks with a lot of oil, yes. as we mentioned before. Because their mother and she away. has a brother. Their mother mm-hmm. did pass away, and she does I have a butt. I wonder how. <laughs> That's a very I wonder good how point. she died. <laughs> Business went up really well after that for some reason. <laughs> uh, this man is like a disgusting, somehow more disgusting Sweeney Todd. So she also has a horrible brother. What's his name? Goro. Goro. Goro, like from Mortal Kombat. Goro. Okay. He gave me Shuichi vibes. He like I almost thought that he was related to him. <laughs> he uh, he was abusive. He bullied the crap out of Yue as much as he can. Pretty much took out his day on her. And mm-hmm. sometimes she'd catch him just drinking bottles of vegetable oil. And the day he caught her watching him. Mm-hmm. He threatened her. If you tell dad this, I will kill you. Well, I will hurt you more than you've ever been hurt before. Interesting. So. It's like. (laughs) Why is. I mean, I know why the father is like, you know, obviously not even a real father, but. At the beginning of this episode, I was wondering, like, how is this allowed to happen? Where's the discipline? Did the mother just do everything? Yeah. Now she's dead, so nobody's there. How is she being mistreated like this? This is horrible. And you said Yue even mentions that like she tried to be the, like the homemaker, the like the washing and cleaning and everything, and it's just nothing changed. It's to the point where their mattresses were soaking up the oil and grease, and they had to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Now, years go by. Goro's a teenager, and so is Yue. And he starts developing severe acne. And he's getting bullied at school because of it. Girls are laughing at him, walking by and laughing. He's He's getting picked on by his classmates to the point where one of them pushes him into another one another classmate and the guy's like oh you got grease and oil all over my uniform you better get this uh, dried pressed and clean by tomorrow or we're gonna beat you up again unfortunately uh Yue watched the whole thing and he saw her 
So he immediately just beats her up at home. You see, you see him kicking her, and just starts beating her up. And her dad comes in and stops him. Like, hey, I know that you can't do that. You take you you're going too far. You're taking this too far. And then he pushes. Not tenderize. I mean, (laughs) you can't hit your sister. He pushes uh, his dad off of him. And he's like, hey, this is your fault. You're the reason I get bullied all the time. If it wasn't so damn oily in here, you wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be in this mess. And he just starts throwing a, I wouldn't even call it a temper tantrum. He's just pissed and throwing everything, making a mess. Um, and he locks himself in his room and just starts going bottle for bottle for bottle on vegetable oil to the point where He's like super, like he sounds drunk. He's like, hey, come get me another bottle of vegetable oil. I, I can't. Dad doesn't even give me money, enough money to do that. I don't care. He throws the bottle at her. Get me more vegetable oil. How dare you? And then one of his pimples pop. Oh, disgusting. And... And the the pus <laughs> lands on her face, and she is immediately disgusted. She's like, "Oh, this is disgusting!" But this man is drunk off vegetable oil, and is easily mm-hmm. triggered. The way she said it, like she it slipped out. She did not want to say that, but yeah. you know, this was overwhelmingly disgusting. So she had to say something. And Flipped out. he was just like, did you just call me disgusting? And he just grabs her and pins her to the floor. And he's like, oh, you think this is disgusting? Well, how about how about I put it all over your face? And he just grabs the fold. He folds his face. He folds it like all the skin off and just squeezes all the acne juice onto her face face and just drips down and she's screaming mm-hmm. with her mouth r- wide open and rip and jumpy eye being rip we're just like why being jumpy. close your mouth you close your fucking mouth <laughs> you dumb mm-hmm. don't you don't scream right now <laughs> uh, also he had the ability to do that this whole time and he didn't do it that takes some willpower because uh, those things must have been hurting and before you could sell that, <laughs> and before Goro can take this to an extreme level, possibly like killing her, we hear the sound of a frying pan hitting someone's head, and he just he threatened to kill her. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you and everyone else <laughs> who ever messed with me." Okay, even though like she doesn't mess with him, but whatever. <laughs> and before he gets a chance, just like you said, his dad. <clears throat> Hits him mm-hmm. over head with a frying pan. It's revealed to be his father who did it, and he apologizes to his now lifeless body. Mm-hmm. The next day, business is booming at the Yaki Nico um, barbecue restaurant. There, everybody's raving about the meat. They can't wait. We see two businessmen walk into the restaurant. And order, hey, I heard the meat 
that you've been serving is wonderful. We would like an order of that. And he's like, sorry, guys, but we ran out. We won't have any more for a while. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess we can order something else. So I think we can guess what's going on here. The way Yui describes it is that there was enough fat and flavor and tenderness of the meat. Um, It's almost like it was a marinated in grease and vegetable oil for, I don't know, 13 years? Yep. So as soon as this happens, Yue becomes, uh, starts having nightmares, a recurring nightmare. She's looking over Mount Fuji. It erupts, but it's not lava. It's grease and oil, and it's flooding the town. It's drowning in it. And there's a, there's a, there's a voice coming from a loudspeaker saying that the saturation level has risen to eighty percent. Uh, Yue looks and then she has acne, mm-hmm. and it's similar to Goro. And her father was like, "Hey, you've been cooped up for a while," and you know. And she, her inner monologue says that it's because she's so embarrassed she doesn't want to leave. But her dad is like, hey, why don't you go out for a walk? And she just, like, gets us almost as angry as Goro. She's like, stay out of my life. You don't know me. And then he's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> and I don't need this. Hmm. So one day... She, while having her, her recurring nightmare, she wakes up and and gets to start having her drink oil. He's shoving oil down her throat from the bottle. And then she's like, what? Stop that shit. What? Dad? What? Were you ma- making me drink vegetable oil? And he's like, nah, nah, I was, I thought you were, you looked thirsty, so I was giving you something to drink. And then she's like, don't do that, but if I needed that to happen, why vegetable oil? And he's like, look, you're, you're, you're just go to bed, right? I thought, thought you were thirsty. And <laughs> I forgot, I forgot the, like, he said something, she said, she asked him something, he's like, nah. And it was like a blatant lie. Do you remember that? Um. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he he's like. He she says something where it's like that's disgusting. Why would I drink vegetable oil? And he's like, Yeah, I didn't think you liked it. You kind of squirmed all the oh, other yeah. times. <laughs> and then she was just like, But you've done this before. And then he's like, No. <laughs> and that's it he just, he just straight up lied he's just like nah and then she's, happened. she's like I knew he was lying so I'm like well we did too <laughs> everyone <laughs> did so she she decided to just sleep during the day or even like just stay up all night just to be on guard like and we see a scene where she's just sitting staring at the door the door opens her dad's like oh and he closes the door and walks away um unfortunately 
we see that the father st- stopped trying, but he was drinking bottles of oils, vegetable oil, nonstop. And to the point where Yue was saying every time he walks into a room, you just feel the air of oil and grease. Saturation levels at 90%. One day, Yue is awoken by the sounds of chopping. She goes to check out the what's going on because it's unusual. Even though they work at a barbecue restaurant, she hadn't heard the sounds of chopping in a while. Business and not me must have not been going well. So she goes and she sees him chopping up a leg, a human foot. Ugh. Um, and then when she looks down, she sees that her father only has one foot and the other foot was chopped off, but it's not leaking blood. It's only leaking oil and grease. The end. Also, saturation levels at 100%. Every time she do that, she's like saturation levels eighty percent, saturation level ninety percent. Obviously, it can remind you of any movie where there's like a countdown or something, like some disaster movie. But for me, and this is gonna be your, you know, obscure reference of the week. Mm-hmm. For me, it reminded me of the tutorial sequence, the whole story point in Kingdom Hearts Two with Roxas. Because he was gaining back like Sora's memories in that game. Don't worry about the plot. I'm not going to explain the whole thing. It's yeah. impossible. Um, but it would always go, at the end of each day, Roxas experienced, it would go restoration, 70%, restoration, 80%. Like, you know, it would just fluctuate in numbers until, you know, he finally went away. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. That's your obscure reference of the week. If you got that, good for you. Yay. Ugh. So, yeah. So after hearing that, you can imagine how disgusting this was to watch. (laughs) But it was intriguing. And we kind of knew it was going in that direction where he was just serving everybody, Um, like his family. The dad was just cooking human meat. Uh, We're at the point in the series where we're looking for the themes. What is Jinji criticizing is this, you know, stories i don't Mm -hmm. recommend doing that it kind of takes away the fun of the story but the themes for this one for this particular half of the episode for greece i don't even know if i had fun (laughs) (laughs) like it was just gross i I just wanted to leave (laughs) and then i don't get the idea for it i think the idea is just like you know sometimes things are gross (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's his life lesson eh? sometimes yeah that's just gross, just gross bro. <laughs> disgusting you watch it or you don't that's that's the that's the theme hmm. <sighs> oh, maybe luckily the next one wasn't so disgusting hmm? <laughs> maybe it's maybe a, what a criticism on child labor forcing, forcing your kid into it work. could be he's <laughs> <laughs> doing a little more than work <laughs> Uh, he's working them so hard, he might as well feed them to the guests. I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was Greece. On to the bridge. 
dun dun. This one was the better episode, though. Yeah, for sure. So the bridge. It kicks off with a lady driving a car. A white car. I don't know the model because it's a fake car. They just drew it. And also, I'm not into cars. No idea. Is it a Honda Civic? <laughs> I heard those are nice. I'll just pretend it's that. So she's driving her Honda Civic that's white. And she parks it. And she comes out of the car. And she's walking in the forest. And this woman's name is Kanako. main character. Kanako. Yes, Kanako. 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 Bionico. Kanako. So Kanako is parked her car. She's walking. She's on her way to visit her grandmother, I think. Mm-hmm. Her grandmother. And on the way, yeah. A Sode lives alone in the countryside. So you have to walk through the fucking woods to get there. And um <clears throat> Kanako uh has been sensing sensing that her grandmother is afraid of something. Something's not right. She lives there all alone after her grandfather, after Kanako's grandfather passed. And that's scary too. So, uh, she parks her car, like Jumbi said, and she starts walking across the bridge that leads to the grandmother's house. On that bridge, what happens, Jumbi? On that bridge, she sees what I thought was the back of her grandmother. Mm. And she approaches. And then it is quickly revealed that this is not her grandmother. This is a ghoulish ghost. (laughs) And not only is it a ghoulish ghost, it's a man. Even more terrifying. Oh my so gosh. this man... It's a ghost. Yeah. It's a man ghost. Run. <laughs> ah, run, run. Get out of here. But I do. <laughs> so yeah, it was a ghoulish man ghost. Mm-hmm. And he has a really ugly face. So it scared her. Yeah. And she ran. Picture, ran off to her grandma's house. Picture uh, a... What do you call it? Like flower white ghost with rotting skin and skeleton. Like you see most of the skeleton with the teeth just open with mouth open teeth looking like it wants to bite. And she runs to her grandma's house banging on the door. Grandma, grandma, it's conical. Please let me in. Let me in. And you just see like the ghost slowly walking towards her. She's like, hurry the fuck up, Grandma. Hurry up. And the grandma's like... There's a literal zombie ghost man (laughs) out here. (laughs) Open the door. And the grandmother's like, hold your horses. I'll be there in a second. Gosh, no patience today with these kids. And then she opens the door, (laughs) runs in. (laughs) Conical runs in. And then she closes the... uh, The grandma closes the door. And the, the ghost is right in front of the door. Conoco's is like, did you did you see that fucking ghost? And her grandmother ex- 
explains, oh yeah, the ghost, that's my uncle Kingoro. He died a long time ago, and he appears as a ghost on the bridge every night. In fact, he's not the only one. You hear all those wailing voices? There's a lot of ghosts outside on that bridge. And they're waiting for me. And then Kanako inquires, well, why are they waiting for you? Like, oh, they probably waited until your grandfather passed so they can start coming out and beckon me to go with them. You know, it's an old village. Lots of people have died here. Come, sit. Let me tell you a story from my past so you better understand. We're not going to sleep tonight because that wailing is going to get annoying. <laughs> You're like, okay, fine. So, we are getting a flashback to when Grandma Osore was a child. The custom for her village is to send dead people floating down the river on a tatami mat. The furthest she can remember is her uncle Kingoro's funeral. And as he was floating down the river, the tatami mat hits the side of the of underneath the bridge and the corpse gets pushed off the tatami mat and into the river. Now, the idea is the river was supposed to send them to heaven, going down at a, at a speed that they'll ascend all the way to heaven. However, because this corpse went off the tatami mat, it started sinking to the on uh, to the bottom of the river, and Osode postulates, say, "Hey, why don't we? Why can't we go? Just get the body." And they're like, "No, the the speed that the water's shooting from the river, it'll it'll cause us to drown too. We can't do that. Sorry." <laughs> so as a result, and whenever a body hits the side of the bridge, they're just mm-hmm down there so one could theorize that they're not rested in peace and that's why they're <laughs> they're haunting the place even more so we can theorize that it has happened a lot of times because there's a lot of ghosts outside <laughs> so decades later Osore talks about a mountainous man. This dude is like eight feet tall. And it's also her fiance. She fell in love with him. But unfortunately, he had an untimely death. And he was so tall, they had to use two tatami mats to carry his corpse down the river. And he was so tall that when the tatami mat hit the side of the bridge and his corpse went um, onto the river, 
onto the water, it pushed his body horizontally where it covered the clearing of the underneath the bridge and like it could potentially like stop the water flowing or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> um so they begged him, Hey, move his body, let this man, you know, rest in peace. So they do. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Why didn't they do something to keep the bodies from going into the river? Well, every time that was suggested, it was shot down because that's not tradition. You put the body on the Tommy mat and let it go down the river and it will go to heaven. That's it. No one said anything about straps. No one said anything. Anything about using a different structure other than tatami mats, it has to be this way. That's it. So, um, when when Osode, who was crying her eyes out, especially watching her fiance's corpse block this clearing and be getting getting moved so it could go sink to the bottom of the river. She swore that his eyes had opened to look at her. And she doesn't know if he was trying to warn her or he was begging her to join him. And now we're back to the present and Kanako looks outside and she sees a hulking ghost looking back at them in the water of the river. Uh, Osore is convinced that she's going to die soon. And that the ghosts are going to make sure she goes down the river. But she tells Kanako, make sure she's buried in the ground. Don't let me float down the river. And at that point, Osore dies, even though Kanako yells at her, I will bury you in the ground, not by the river, because I'm taking you to the city. And then she's like, no, it's too late. I'm going to die right, right now. I feel it. And she dies. And Kanako's crying. We hear the wailing of the ghosts. It gets louder. But Kanako wakes up. She's in her car. And she's relieved. She's like, oh, what a scary dream. I wouldn't be really relieved that I was having that dream. I'll be like, why the fuck was I having that dream? But she puts it together. She must have stopped on her way to her grandmother's house because she was tired. So she does the usual stick. She parks her car on the side, walks through the woods in the dead of night, and goes to the same bridge. But... We see the same figure she saw in her dream. The same flower white person hunched over. And instead of interacting with this person, Kanako just goes straight and she's like, good evening, and keeps walking. But the person walk talks back to her. He said, Osore unfortunately died. My niece just died. Um, and Kanako's like, what? She turns around, he's gone. She runs into the house. Uh, 
and one of the tatami mats is missing. She goes to the bridge and she sees all the ghosts are there and they're giving uh, Osore a funeral. Her body is going down the river. The tatami hat mat hits the bridge and she falls off. She opens her eyes and she looks at Kanako. And then she starts sinking. And the ghosts are happy. Osore can finally join them. And now she can be with Sh- um, Shokichi, the hulking f- her hulking fiance. Uh, one of them is uh, one of them is also like ah, oh, but she's too old, whatever. <laughs> uh, Kanako realizes that her her uh, grandmother had uh, looked at her, and she's trying to figure out what that means. The ghosts float towards uh, where Kanako's corpse is. No. The the ghosts start floating down the river. Um, Kanako tries to retrieve her grandmother's body, but she's not able to. And we see just an image of all the ghosts in the river surrounding what looks like the silhouette of Osore's body and Shokichi's body. And that's it. The end. Mm. Haunted. <laughs> get it? I get it. <laughs> I get it. This one wasn't scary as well, but it, it, it was um, it was a good tale. Like, uh, it was an interesting concept that I learned about. It is haunting. I felt more sad than anything, though. It was, I mean... It... For the grandma, I mean, like, she asked you for one thing and you couldn't do it. Right, like, her... It's weird, right? Because your first thought is, who put her on the tatami mat? Who put her down the river? Was it the ghosts? Did she do that? Did she just like, I'm going to die. Let me just put my body on this Tommy mat and let the river take me. Like, there's a lot of questions involved, you know? Yeah. I think the town did it. The ghosts? Or like the town town? The town town and the ghosts were like egging them on. I don't know because tradition dictates that they all have to stand there and pray as they're floating by. Unless they're like combining the like tradition and modernizing it. Like we'll put the body down the river, but we just won't be there. You'll be in our thoughts and prayers, peace. Uh, man. I was going to say something about that, but I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, these two stories, they don't have, they're not different from the one from the manga. Like, it's almost... They're all the same? Yeah. So there's nothing, no difference behind them. Uh, Did, did the dream thing throw you off? It threw me off. Yeah, I didn't really get it. I think oh, you mean the, you're talking about for this one, right? Yeah, just that threw me off. Like, she had a dream with her 
um, where her grandmother told her to bury her in the ground. And then when she woke up, the she was being floated down the river. I could see her eyes opening and staring at Kanako as like a, like, why'd you let this happen? And then she's just mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, you know? But, um, you could also say that maybe she would, maybe she wasn't dreaming. We, let's, what if we do that interpretation? What if she actually had that and somehow the ghost got her back to her car? Be interesting. Yeah. I think the dream thing is what connects this episode with Greece. Yeah. That, uh, They're both like weird dreams that are informing the present. Yeah. That's the theme that I guess they have in common. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not going to pretend I understand the second dream better because <laughs> I don't really get it. Yeah. Like you always dreaming of the eruption. It's because her body is feeling the vegetable oil being like shoved down her throat. And mm. it's a reoccurring nightmare. So, and then this dude's definitely doing it more than once. It's just that one time where she caught him. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that brother. I'm glad he's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, screw that guy. This, this dream, though, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I enjoy it better. And it makes more sense if it wasn't a dream. She just thought she was dreaming because. Uh, she woke up in her car, but really, like, they found a way to put her back in the car. And it's like telling her, just drive away. And then she went back. Walk away. We got this. Yeah. We got this. <laughs> or, like, when her grandmother passes and she's, like, begging her, like, no, grandma, come back, come back. You start seeing that they're entering the house. That'd be yeah. Cool. That would be cool. I would change that as well. Yeah. Just something, man. For it to go from that to this, like, oh, I, I was sleeping the entire time. It was just a crazy dream, you know? It was all a dream. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in terms of the stories are very intriguing. Like, I like the idea of the stories. It's just the way they were executed is kind of off. Yeah, the, I feel very off by the first episode. So <laughs> by the time we got to the second episode, I was just like still reeling from the greasiness. That was <laughs> I felt like there was a thick layer of grease over my eyes. That's funny. Because not a lot of it kind of like penetrated my mind. Like I, I saw it; it was interesting, but it didn't. It's not really gonna stick with me, and I don't think it resonated with me as much. There's a lot and of puns. I'm blaming. Everything. I'm blaming Greece for that. <laughs> There's a lot of puns in everything you just said. Yep, there is. Didn't stick with me. <laughs> yep, it slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like Slip drinking vegetable oil. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a little on the nose. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah. yeah and it's like to go from does anyone else what? does anyone else feel dirty 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I need to go shower. wash my face. Yeah, shower. Out I need to wash my face. Like put some Bior <laughs> or like acne products mm-hmm. on your face. I heard vegetable oil is pretty good. You could try it. Oh, yeah. Which one? Canola Just, oil? Just like spread it all over you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm working oil. with avocado oil, actually. Is avocado vegetable? Good question. But I know they make an oil out of it. Yeah, because I know they do like grapeseed oil. Which is like I think it's super like, like don't use that on high heat because that shit burns up so fucking fast. <laughs> it can't be a vegetable because then everyone would be like, avocados are my favorite vegetable. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's a fruit yeah. or a vegetable. Oh wait, because <laughs> some dude a long time ago was like, yeah, it's a it's a fruit. It's a fruit. It's a fruit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Some dude centuries ago was like, if it has a seed, it's a fruit. If it doesn't have a seed, it's a vegetable. Or if it grows from the ground, it's a vegetable. And then some guys oh, like, yeah, I'll just listen to him. But pineapples grow from the ground, and he's like dead. You know, like he doesn't Ex- have to execute this man. <laughs> but what about potatoes? <laughs> it's his brother. <laughs> Oh man. To go from the painter to this, it's like like that uh okay, we gave you that high, so we're just gonna mellow you out mm-hmm. for a little bit. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what episodes eleven and twelve give us. Mm. Yeah. Would you recommend this episode at all? Like No. No. I don't I don't think I would. I think I'd skip this one. Yeah, you have somebody's like, hey, I'm gonna about to watch episode 10 on Genji, and you're just going to be like, mm, you don't have to. Let's get that one. I mean, unless they really like body horror, mm-hmm. that's specifically, like if they're, there's a huge community of people that like the those like pimple popping stuff or like cyst removals and shit like that, that people look up on YouTube and they can find a million videos and watch it. It's it's so gross. It's the fact that if you're that person, <laughs> if you're that person, and I'm talking about you right now, you know you know who you are. <laughs> then watch this episode. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be crazy for you. All right. Not just one pimple. All of them all at once. He just gets one good grab on his face and he does it. Yeah, but he got Problem his solved. face. He got his. He folded his face. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, like a, like a, like a bulldog for a second. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know. If you're it. that person, you can watch this episode. the The bridge episode was also good, but it it's kind of like, am I gonna tell you to watch it above all the other episodes of Genji? Probably not. <laughs> so I kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It happened. Maybe just read it. It'll be faster. That's true. Is it better than Suichi? Everything's better than Suichi. Suichi's bottom. All right, bottom yeah. tier. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We got two episodes. Let's see if he shows mm-hmm. up. <laughs> I don't care if I was entertained by that puppet teacher episode. Still at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It's fine. Bottom. <laughs> um, his first appearance is dead last, probably. Dude, that was just because such... it's the first time I had to see him. That's funny. These episodes are just gonna be us complaining about Suichi every fucking episode. <laughs> take him out of the show. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> um, 
He's gonna be in the last episode. I fucking know it. Ugh. But don't worry, we got we got Tommy right after that. So I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> to move on from Suichi as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I mean, not much more to add to this. If, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so with all of that being said any last words Jumbi wash your face (laughs) wash your face indeed and we will conclude another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen podcast thank you for joining us if you like what you heard um, please check out any other content we may have provided. Give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything to show us that you love us. Because you know what? We love you. And if we have to shove vegetable oil down your throat to show you how much we love you, we will. I guarantee you that. Think about that. Bye. Moisturize.